Hi, and welcome to Joyful Projects, where we're going to explore the secret to real excellence in transforming our ideas into a reality. I'm Paul Armstrong, and you know, if you've got the responsibility to accomplish a project, to transform what's just an idea today into a reality tomorrow, and if you have enough leadership role in that, this might be helpful. You know, because what I'm sharing is based on the blessing I've had where I've been on a lot of different teams over a lot of years. And so you're going to hear a lot that echoes what you find in classic project management books. But here's a real reason that I like sharing what I think is going to be really valuable for you to understand and apply what it needs to be to have a joyful, ideal project. Because you know what I found? I found that the secret's not in the management books. It's in the truth. And in the place where I find the truth, which is the word of God. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take Sunday's message and bring it to Monday's mission in what I think is a pretty refreshing and insightful way. If you want to learn more about me, you know, look at enablingjoy.com. If you think this is a pretty cool podcast, hey, I encourage you to subscribe. So so let's get moving. This is episode number 11, where you're going to transform your people from a talented group to an aligned team. Wow. Wow. You know, where have we been? We've been on a really cool journey and and we're in the middle of what we're looking at, the journey itself. So we laid some foundational stuff for enabling joy and for engaging excellence and tying them together with communication. But now we're in the drama, right? And in the last podcast, we talked about invite and initiate. You know, it's important. And we talked about how, you know, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, he talks about being invited to a banquet. That is so cool. Well, today we're going to cover the third of the three I's. Remember, we're, we're following this in terms of I, D, E, A, L. Each one will have three steps. And so we're going to talk today about indoctrinate. I'm going to flip it around a little today. I'm actually going to go scriptural first. Indoctrinate. It's it's a word that today, sometimes we, we put aspersions on it. It means maybe to, you know, almost like brainwash. But let's step away from that. It, it fundamentally, its definition really means to imbue with an idea, you know, a real alignment where we we take something that is kind of passing through our mind and we make it concrete and we know that it's there to stay. When we look at the story of the Hebrews and they leave Egypt, right? Now, now let's put this in context, right? When they go to Egypt, the Hebrew nation is only a couple generations in, right? It's, it's, it's Jacob's kids, so 12 sons move to Egypt and they're there for several hundred years And so they've become a pretty big clan, okay? But they've always been under Egypt's rule, right? They've been slaves for a long time. So now they leave and, and God is calling them to be a nation. And we as Americans, we, we get that, right? We're a country that's made up of huge diversity of people. And yet one of our mottos, it's right on our money is E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. One nation out of many different sources. And so we, we get the basis of that when we look at the story of how God takes these 12 tribes and he helps them to become one nation. And it's interesting because the Torah is five books long, right? Genesis, Exodus. And then we have the next three, the Leviticus and, and Numbers and Deuteronomy. And, and admittedly, I, I find them to be a pretty tough read for several reasons. But here's the cool part that we're going to look at today is, is that these books show how God says, I'm going to take these 12 tribes 
I'm going to help them become one. E pluribus unum, out of many one. So, so let's step in and, you know, in Leviticus, where they lay out a lot of rules, it's kind of interesting to see that when we read it as, as modern Americans, it's sometimes pretty hard to take, right? You look at Leviticus chapter 20 and you look at the penalties for the various sins and they just seem really severe. It's like, wow. I myself will turn against such a man and cut him off from the body of his people. For in giving his offspring to Malik, foreign god, he has defiled my sanctuary and profaned my holy name. Even if his fellow citizens connive at such a man's crime of giving his offspring to Malik and fail to put him to death, I myself will set my face against that man and his family and will cut off from their people both him and all who join him. Wow. Sending him out of community. Sending them out of community. Now, remember, these are people that God has rescued, right? He has invited them into this covenant. But he says, if you if you choose with your free will not to follow, not to abide by the covenant, the price is, is sometimes death, sometimes sending them out of community, excommunicato, right? Excommunicated. And we're like, wow, that's... Remember, they're in the desert. Being excommunicated is pretty tough there, right? You're being sent out. But God realizes that we have to be one, one aligned nation if this is going to work. And we can't have and, and allow to fester within us these this almost virus of division. And when you look at the commands and the guidelines that he gives the people, they are all about unity, starting at the family unit first. That's why there's so many about adultery in there. A lot of rules on adultery and, and who you have as your family unit. So realize if there's if there if we start there, then we keep it together. We keep it together as a as a nation. As we a nation. Isn't that amazing? And then we look at, you know, going through into Deuteronomy, right? And we look at like Deuteronomy number twelve and he talks about, hey, there's just gonna be one sanctuary. And he says, These are the statutes and decrees which you must be careful to observe in the land which the Lord the God of your fathers has given you to occupy as long as you live on his soil. Then and he talks about cleaning up the land that they're going to move into. He says, you know, destroy without fail every high place on the high mountains, on the hills and under every leafy tree where the nations you are to dispossess worship their gods. Tear down their altars, smash their sacred pillars, destroy by fire their sacred poles and shatter the idols of their gods that you may stamp out the remembrance of them in any such place. So, what's this telling us as a, as a, as a team leader of an ideal project? It, it's telling us that we have invited people in to this team, but we're asking them to choose to be on this team, to be aligned. So we as a project team leader in the indoctrinating phase, that's where we have our mission that's very clear. Such and such a project at such and such a cost and such and such a time. Really, is that what it's all about? No, that is not what it's really all about. That it's it's also about a vision. What is the overall purpose that we're here? The real, the accomplishment when it's all said and done. You always like to think about, you know, the great cathedrals that were built all over Europe, you know, that took generations to build, you know? Yeah, was it about just getting... The gargoyles on times, you could put them up there by the gutters. No, that was about really leaving a lasting legacy, something that would become 
a, a local pilgrimage site almost. So that's what we're doing. We are setting up our vision that has to have aspirational, not just inspirational quality. So remember, it's going to be a long journey, right? Aspirational is about breathing. The vision has to be able to give us a reason to breathe when it looks like all else might be lost. And then the values, this is where we're setting our values. And that's why it's such a strong tie to these books in the Torah of, you know, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy is because we want to make it clear that we are aligned on our values. And some of them are inviolable, okay? That if we're working in a place where there's physical work going on, we probably want to say, look, we will always follow these processes and these practices for safety. No questions asked. We are going to be safe. And if we're dealing with a project that has to do with maybe database design and we're dealing with sensitive data, we are going to preserve and protect the classified and confidential nature of that data. No questions asked. And a lot of times, you know, we, we live in an era where we're the, we, we are learning how to be more graceful in accepting others. But this is not about the, the willing to accept that you have a different set of values than we do on this project. Because you have to be aligned on that. You can't allow it to be torn apart at what I would call the family level of the project in how it's maybe being practiced over in that department or for this situation. No, it's all aligned. So indoctrinate, to imbue with an idea. This is, this is really hard work and it's so easy to overlook it. It's like, okay, got the contract, got the project, got the time, got the budget, got the schedule, got this, got the materials. Let's get going. Now, this is where you as a leader sit down, just like just like God does. He sits them down for 40 years in the desert and said, let's get this straight. This is what this covenant means. This is what these values are. This is how we hold them dear. And this is, this is the penalty to us and to our peers when we don't stick to our values, when we don't stick to them. So if you just, as a project leader, you think, let's just get going, let's just get to work. And you run off, start, you know, completing stuff on the budget. You know, if you didn't take your time to do that, when you hit those bumps in the road, when you hit those times when people are are not sticking to the ideals, not sticking to the values, it's going to be really hard to hold them accountable to it. Okay? You've got to make this rock solid in the beginning. That's why I like that word, indoctrinate. When they set off, And start doing task number one. Are they fully indoctrinated? Are they fully imbued? And they understand without a shadow of a doubt the values that you as a project team are going to hold dear for this journey. That each person is imbued with with a compelling understanding of the vision. So when times gets tough and the mission seems to be getting clouded over by changes in the schedule, changes in the requirements, changes by the request of the customer, that the vision is still there to pull us through with aspirational, not just inspirational value. So I encourage you just step back and, and meditate on how God, God was so clear and so definitive on so many levels to help these Hebrew people that he has saved from Egypt to be one nation. 
You know, I find it hard to read those because the penalties seem severe. And it reminds me when I hear those parables where Jesus talks about the wedding feast. And there's the one where someone shows up. They've been invited to the feast and they don't have the wedding garment on. And and they're thrown back out. There's, as it says, wailing and gnashing of teeth. And you thought, that just doesn't seem fair. You know, he came in off the street. Okay, so he doesn't have that outfit on. Big deal. No. No, he he's choosing not to be aligned with what the feast is all about. He's not wearing the garment. And you've got to set yourself up to be ready to make these tough decisions for those invited to the feast who persist in not being safe like the team wants to be safe or not being secure like the team wants to be secure or not having the integrity that the team wants to have integrity. You're going to have to set up maybe some wailing and gnashing of teeth. God teaches us to be strong. He gives us free will. And we know that when we act in those choices, that we'll be able to look at ourselves in the mirror and look at our God and and be firm that we are moving forward in truly joyful way. Remember, joy is strength. And when you give people this indoctrination, you allow them to be strong in those values towards your vision. All righty. Hey, looking forward to the next time. It's kind of a serious one this week. And hey, the good news is I had more of a voice this week than in the last podcast. So meanwhile, you have a great, great week. Looking forward to when we get again. Be